Welcome, heavy chubbers, to a very special episode. To yeah, yeah, very. This is, uh, this is special. This is something we had talked about in the past. Steed, it was your idea. I did. Yep, it was. And this is going to bring us the big bucks. We are going to get sponsors, big <laughs> sponsors, a uh, lot of subs, and Venmos. Even not that Vita Coco is not a big sponsor. JRAD 30, if you want to order uh, Vita Coco 30% off your coconut water yeah. order. Jay did just get a beach house um, because of that Vita Coco sponsorship. Unfortunately for me, <laughs> it's go <laughs> JRAD 30. <laughs> there's no Steed 30. No, there's, there's no not. Steed 30, uh, unfortunately. But uh, it's actually fitting that you said beach house, Steve, because our story today has to do with water. And we are doing a true crime themed Chubstep episode. So, so this is not going to be a normal Chubstep episode. This is going to be very different. Um, everybody loves true crime, right? Everybody does. It's <laughs> it's the craze. And it's we're jumping craze. on. Are we exactly. we're early, right? We're in the Yeah, early. we're I think we're the first we're the first podcast to think of this. So uh again, yes. this it's not gonna be an every week thing, but we thought we'd try something different this week. And the reason we were inspired by this story, we're going between a few different stories. One of them, we just couldn't find that much information on. And maybe if we can another year, we will. But this another one year. I got, uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I don't know, maybe we did more than one year. You're right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, here we go. We're going to take you back to, uh, to 1961. So everybody knows 1961. Great everybody year. Knows. Fantastic year. The first American was launched in a, space he was a chimp though that, his name was enos that's a good name for a chimp and uh good job yeah. for a chimp we don't need him down yes. here exactly get him gone much more much more productive than most chimps are in a zoo something like you know i'm glad he was up there tossing and turning by bobby lewis was at the top of the charts another popular song came out at that year crazy by patsy klein Crazy. Oh, I know that one. Crazy for feeling so lonely. That was my best Patsy Klein impression. That was really good. The top grossing movie of the year, Steed, was a cartoon. One that I have seen many times. 101 Dalmatians. I've, you know, I've classic. I don't think I've ever seen that. That's because you love dogs too much. Yeah, I can't watch the gore. And 
Yeah, <laughs> he can't watch somebody that wants to kill him to make fur and stuff like that. I'm, so. I'm pretty sure that lady does literally just murder dogs. That's the yeah. plot of the movie. She murders dogs and she's like, 101 dogs, I'm going to yeah. kill them. And that's why you don't see Dalmatians anymore. Like, it's not a popular yeah. dog anymore because they all, a lot of them died out in 1961 from Girl yeah, they, of the they used to be the fire dog or something. Then I don't know. I don't know what happened to them. Maybe yeah. they're mean and they deserve to die. And that's why nobody has them anymore. That could be it. Yeah. Sublime brought them back for a little bit in some of their music videos. But yep. uh, since that time, have not done well. That was a good Dalmatian. So, Sheed, let's go a little bit more specific. And we're talking about November. 13th, November 13th, 1961. Um, I will be doing ASMR still. Okay. At least a sexy crime voice. <clears throat> the tanker Gulf Lion is traveling outside of the Bahamas when it comes across a small dinghy pulling a raft. The man in the dinghy told the captain of the Gulf Lion he was Julian Harvey and the dead body in his raft was Terry Joe Depero. Terry was dead and drowned. Julian tells the captain he was taking the Depero family from Green Bay, probably not Wisconsin, on a week-long trip to the Bahamas on the Bluebell, a 60-foot two-mast sailboat, when they hit a storm, or squall as he said, on November 12th, in the middle of the night. The mast was damaged so badly, it went through the cabin and hull of the boat, started a fire, because it hit some gas lines, and everyone burned or drowned, except for him. He said he found the girl face down in the water, and he was putting the fire out, and then took the girl into the boat, and there, then they found him. There was only one problem with this story. The real Terry Joe was floating on a life raft miles away. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, how's that? How's that? Good teaser. Oh. Like a good teaser. Oh. A couple, of, a couple of, uh, of things with that, Steve, I will say. Yes. Uh, squall seems offensive. I think it, to me, like, that seems, when I think of Squall... All I yeah. think of is a storm yeah. on the ocean. I just think of like a wind storm on the ocean. Yeah. Um, but as somebody th- with, you're thinking of squaw. Yeah. As somebody with, that's some, offensive. with a small amount of uh, Native American heritage for the Cherokee tribe, I find squall offensive. That's that's okay. I, I okay. get that. And, and just to clarify, they were from Green Bay, Wisconsin, but they were on a vacation down in Florida. They left in Florida. So they're originally from Green Bay. They didn't leave from Green Bay to go to, you know. Oh, okay. Florida. They took like yeah. a plane. Yeah, probably a plane. Okay. Probably a plane down to Florida. All right. Wasn't okay. wasn't clarified. So there you go, Steve. I like that. Um, let's talk about some key people in the story. So this was a this was a chartered captain, you know, chartered boat out of Fort Lauderdale, I think it was actually. Yeah, somewhere and in Florida. Seven people on this boat. Seven. So there was Julian Harvey, who you just discussed. A little background on Julian Harvey. He's he our main guy. A, he, he was an interesting <laughs> character. Interesting <laughs> character, to say the least. World War II bomber pilot and Korean War vet. So not only one, but two wars he was in. 
Um, between, between those two wars, uh, he was with his second wife and mother-in-law, and they got into a car accident after seeing a movie, and it flipped into the bayou, as they call it. The bayou. Uh, kind of flipped upside down into the bayou, and he survived, but both his wife and mother-in-law passed away. He received the insurance, life insurance policy, as is, uh, as is tradition there. Now, and now people that witnessed that story, I don't know if you heard this, dude, but they were, he was apparently bragging about how he like jumped out of the car midair as it yeah, flipped he, over. He said it was going into the bayou, like I'm assuming off a hill or something, and yeah. he launched himself out midair. Yeah. Like, and he was saying it like he was Tom Cruise or something. And yeah. his wife and mom are just dead down in the, in yeah. the bayou. He's, he's bragging about this while, yeah, while, yeah, exactly. Seemed a little bit like a Teddy Kennedy, uh, Chappaquiddick situation. So then the next one, uh, he was, as he was captain of this boat, he had apparently sunk two boats in the past, which I would think maybe one you can get away with, uh, you know, like that then accidents happen, but maybe two, two, then maybe you need somebody else to help out. So this... This goes into like also the amount of wives this guy had. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so <laughs> yeah, you sink a boat once, uh, at whatever. You sink a boat twice. Okay, I mean yeah. maybe. Now, yeah. now he's trying to pull a third boat out of there. Come on, and yes. it's his job. He's uh, he's and a it's his captain. Job. Exactly, exactly. Like <laughs> again, again, accidents had to happen, but like that's a lot. That's a lot. So. So he was married six times. We'll get to his sixth wife coming up here. So Julian Harvey, he was a model before he joined the Air Force. Steed was trying for a long time to find a picture of him. Yeah, I, I think I got one. Right? I think I got okay. one of, he's not a teen. Like, I wanted his teen years because I guess okay. he started bulking up pretty early. But he, there's a picture of him on a boat in his swim trunks. And he is definitely 1961 pre-steroids beefed up. His torso, his torso is like a log. Can you see it? Okay. Yes. You know what? Body, uh, yes. Face, no. Yeah, but this—he is forty-four at this point. Okay. And okay. don't worry about the left picture because clearly he's going through some Air Force stuff over there. He looks a little sleepy. Yeah. Uh, he's probably just got through basic training. That's what they did for us. I look like. I, a complete mess in my little picture like that okay yeah okay. one of my eyes is drooping it's horrible so there you go people on youtube <laughs> uh paul's got the picture up of julian harvey so <clears throat> here we go let's uh stop sharing there steed I, yeah hang on this is gonna take eight minutes i hate computers how do i oh here we go oh i got it all right okay 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 Okay, so Steve had a quote from his third wife here that says, I don't think I satisfied him. I don't think any woman could. He was worried about himself. He weightlifted a lot. I don't know which number wife I was. It wasn't like being married anyhow. He was constantly interested in his body. I love, I love it so much. <laughs> He's just getting yoked. That's all, like, <laughs> all I want to do. But, 
I know she was probably joking, but like, if you legitimately don't know which wife you are, that's a bad sign. Like maybe you don't get married to that person. You're dating the person and you find out that they've been married, you know, three or four times before. Like, I don't know why you think that this one's going to be any different. This is like the boat. One divorce, you're like, all right, happens all the time. Yeah. No worries. Two divorces. Uh, Okay. I mean, maybe, whatever. Three divorces. You're like, wow. I mean, but maybe you just have a really bad judge of people. Yeah. Four divorces, you're like, okay, <laughs> that person's crazy. Like yeah. that person is crazy, or just maybe really, really unlucky. Yes. Five divorces, you, they should be sent to jail, probably. Yes. Yes. Now he technically he wasn't technically divorced six times, but yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. So, yeah. but so next year, it's too many. Yeah, too much. And he was only forty-four. So yes. I, you do the math per year, divorce per years. He's go. He's running through. Yes, he's running through these. So that was Julian Harvey. He's the captain of the boat. He was the one that was discovered at the beginning. Next is Mary Dean. So Mary Dean is his sixth wife. We don't have much information on her, but she was his sixth wife. Then the uh, Dubrow family. You hate just that so pronunciation? Every, just so everybody knows Jared put a pronunciation for himself. Yeah, it's a ridiculous spelling of this name. But the Dupro family. Um, it's it's French. <laughs> okay, here we go, Steve. The uh, the parents here, Dr. Arthur Dupro. These so are the people goal, that chartered the boat from Julian and his wife. Yeah. Correct. From from Julian and his wife, Mary. Okay, so there is Dr. Arthur Dupro. His original plan was to do a month-long trip around the world, which I think would be awesome. I think that is like an awesome goal to have. So he's like, okay, just try this out. Let's do a week trial run to the Bahamas. He was 44 years old. He was a big sailor in uh, Lake Michigan out of Green Bay, but he's like, let's try something different. That's why they got the bigger boat and the chartered the captain. So they do, you know, week-long trip to Bahamas out of Florida. His wife... Uh, Jean joins him. She's 34. Arthur's 44. Then they have three kids. They have Brian Dupro, who's 14. Terry Joe Dupro, who is 11. And then Renee, who's 7. All right, Steve. Now, let's get to the day of the supposed accident here. The day of the accident. <clears throat> so all these... Uh, silly French people. But these names are awesome, by the way. Julian, Mary Dean, Terry Joe. Pretty good names. Just wanted to point that out. Uh, so the fancy people get on their boat. They're gonna do the week long cruise. I think I I don't know how many days into the cruise this was. Do you know? This is on the way back. So this is like oh, the whole the week back. is gone. They're on their way back. Yeah. Okay. So three uh three or four days in um everybody i assume was having a splendid time i think it said they made some chicken type dish for dinner and a salad little did they know that was the last meal many of them were ever going to eat if they had they probably would have requested steak or sushi possibly that's just me um, so in the middle of the night, uh, Terry Joe was uh, below deck 
in a cabin, sleeping, and she wakes up. She just hears someone yell, help, daddy, help. And obviously, if I was a child, I'd get up and snoop around. Oh, yeah. So she goes up, uh, up the cabin doors into the top deck where I guess everybody else's bedrooms were. And she sees uh, her mom and her brother dead in a pool of their own blood. Then she continues exploring, which is surprising to me because I would have went back downstairs into my cabin still at this age. Or maybe I would have just jumped overboard out of... I would have been been a little nervy. You're maybe in shock at this point. Yeah, so she keeps exploring um, and she sees Julian, the uh, 44-year-old beefcake, and uh, he's got he's carrying a knife. He's covered in blood, and he just throws her. I guess it's a shove downstairs, and I found that mm-hmm. too. So it seems to me like he just threw her back down the stairs of the boat. Yeah, she comes up to see what's going on. He pushes her back down. Yeah, he's just like, eh, go downstairs. You're yeah. <laughs> she just sees her whole family's dead. Um, so she did. She went back, and she's just laying in her room, terrified. Um. And then she starts at some point to notice. Oh no! Wait, before I think before she notices water, uh, Julian actually goes to her room, and it said what a, he's holding what appeared to be a rifle. Mm-hmm. I, and that like detail on a bunch of sources kept coming up. It would have yeah. not a rifle would appear to be a rifle. Yeah, and I'm I'm like, let's just say it was a gun. Was it a gun or not a gun? How does it appear to be a gun? two feet away it bugged me well i I, i'm wondering if this is appears to be because maybe there was never a a bullet being fired that she heard right that'd be pretty loud on the boat you would definitely hear that so if he had a rifle it'd be weird to have the rifle and it never gets shot that is true so maybe he's just carrying like a large you know i don't know yeah i don't know or something well yeah so essentially he just goes stands like looks at her and just yeah. stares her down for a while and she's just looking at him and then he just he just leaves yeah <laughs> creepiest yeah. thing ever he was probably thinking about murdering her yes water starts coming coming in uh boat seems to be sinking so she goes back up to the top uh deck cuz her bedroom is now covered in water uh, filling up with water, and she sees uh, Julian get getting the dinghy out, which is like a little small boat, bigger than a life ref, I guess. And she just asks him, "Is the ship sinking?" And he just says, "Yes." <laughs> Another weird exchange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ship sinking. Yep. <laughs> and then yep. he throws. Uh, he's got the dinghy in the water, and he throws a rope at her. And he said, hold this. So it's the rope that's connecting the dinghy to the sinking ship. Um, He says, hold this. And she doesn't hold it. Uh, It slips. So the boat starts sinking away. And then Julian's like, oh, crap. My the boat I need to be in is slipping away. So he jumps in the water and leaves um, Terry Joe on the boat. Um, So Terry Joe sees a corkboard raft. Uh... I guess it was like a backup life raft and she unties it and just gets on the corkboard raft and she's just left alone in the dark 
in a, I think it was a storm too. She's I, alone in the dark in a storm. Yeah, I, I saw mixed reviews on on that. I, there was definitely some talks that it was if there was a storm, it was a light storm. It was calm. They said calm yeah. waters. It had the to waters be. Were calm. It had to be raining at least. Or how are you pulling off the? <laughs> it was a storm story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so exactly. So that actually kind of brings us to so yeah, she's stuck in this boat. She's on the raft. He's gone, and his and and we don't know what what's going on with everybody else. Yeah. So. And this is actually where you're saying that, Steve. This is why people are quite... So this next day, when he gets found by the the tank liner, when he gets discovered on the dinghy with the raft with the dead body in the back of it, people are like, he's telling everybody the story, right? He's like, hey, this is what happened to me. You know, I need... Anyway, they bring him to the Coast Guard. And a lot of people start questioning him. And obviously, he has to tell a lot of this, this story a lot of times. And they're finding some holes in the story. They're like, well... If this big boat lit on fire in the location you say it did, how come the lighthouse that was fairly nearby never saw a fire that night? <laughs> Back and, in the uh, days when there were lighthouse keepers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so they also said, so, and why didn't he go to the island that was nearby? Like they were apparently fairly close to one of the islands of the Bahamas. And he chose to just drift around at sea instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, the owner of the boat was was like what are you talking about with this mass breaking he's like <laughs> you know this was just inspected like for that to happen would yeah, be yeah he said insane. the mass just cracks in half and yeah. his story was it injured um the other two adults on the boat like it yeah. hurt them and then the fire broke out and he barely got the dinghy off and he tried to save the girl in the water and that's all he could do. It just all yeah. happened so fast in the squall. Exactly. So, yeah, that, that they're, you know, questioning that. And then they said, why, you know, he never shot a flare. They had flares on the dinghy that he, that was oh behind my his. Gosh. Yeah. So he could have shot a flare never, never shot a flare. You know, nobody saw a fire. Uh, everybody's dead on this boat. Yeah. Um, so then what happens a few days later here, Steve? Yeah. This is, so it's. Uh, this is three days after he's discovered. Yeah, three days after he's discovered, the fourth day since the actual sinking of the yes. boat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Julian's getting interrogated with the Coast Guard, uh, and he's just telling his BS lies, and then somebody pops their head in, and they're like, hey, good news, somebody survived. We found another survivor. And uh, he just says, oh, that's wonderful news. Yeah. And yeah. he leaves because the girl on the boat was Terry Joe. Terry Joe Depereau. Wonder, beautiful, beautiful name. Uh, yeah. And a Greek freighter discovered her um, barely alive four days after the boat. So she was just floating at sea on a what's called a corkboard raft. And this one, I saw a picture because the Greek guys like took pictures of yeah. her, which is crazy because you're going from Greece to the Bahamas or something, and you don't have an iPhone because it's 1961. Yeah, <laughs> what you? I don't know what they got a Kodak or something. Yeah, <laughs> and somebody's like, "Don't help that girl yet. <laughs> I need 25 <laughs> minutes to get this bipod out." <laughs> yeah. Maybe camera technology was better, but there are pictures yeah. if you just Google um, yeah. any of these names, it'll come up. 
and uh, the raft is literally just like mesh netting with uh, yeah. like pool noodle around it. Exactly. Absolutely. Four days. It said she was like getting bit by fish or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and she's got the sun and no fresh water. Like it's yeah. insane. Like her body just shut down, but somehow she's alive. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, another day she probably would have died just from dehydration and yeah. sunburn and exposure and everything. Uh, but luckily enough, they found her and she, I guess, just said her name when they found her. And that was pretty much it. And she like passed out. They gave her a little bit of water and she passed out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they found little Terry Joe. Yeah. So <clears throat> obviously, so, you know, now Julian Harvey knows this information that this girl's been found. And uh, he might not be so happy with this because the story that he's telling everybody isn't this exact same story that you heard us explaining earlier about the, uh, <laughs> the, the knife mast. and the blood and the oh, mass yeah. killing. It doesn't line up exactly with what the story he's saying is going on. And so uh, this is the day after he gets, you know, he finds out the information. He goes to the Sandman Hotel in Miami. Creepy. I'm going to see if that hotel still existed. <laughs> We should stay a night in his room. Uh, I'm gonna say no way. I'm gonna. It does not. It does not look like it exists anymore. I don't know. No. No. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I was glad. I was glad to see that. So he goes to the Sandman Hotel, and uh, they a maid comes into the room. And discovers Julian Harvey's body, self-inflicted slash wounds, with a suicide note. Uh, part of the note said, "I'm a nervous wreck and just can't continue. I'm going out now. I guess I either don't like life or don't know what to do with it." Yeehaw! <laughs> I added the yeehaw, but yeah, he basically wrote this, you know, suicide note and was like, and then told the guy he wrote it to to basically take over his son. And, you know, a little suspicious, right? That this guy that he sh you think he'd be happy if anything that one of the people survived, and instead yeah. he <laughs> he did say it was wonderful news when they told him. Yeah, he did say. And that. then he just <laughs> exactly, exactly. That would be a big red flag for me. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, we found her. Oh, good. All right, I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, yeah. Did you say anything? Say anything at all? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they, the police, I don't know, police, probably police, they yeah. uh, found out that the body in the raft that he showed up with, because they found him with a dead body of a girl that he said was Terry. It was uh, Terry Joe's sister, um, and it's assumed that he drowned her himself uh, and got him mixed up because such a shitty guy that after four days of being at sea with three people, he can't learn their names. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> five people, five people. I, yeah. Five, five new people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they think that Julian wanted, so the main police theory is that they thought Julian wanted to kill his wife for insurance money. Um, and she did not want to be killed for insurance money. So some type of fight broke out. Uh, and <laughs> He's just an idiot, so he didn't think people would hear him on this boat. And then 
he had to the Deparos came in to see what was going on and then he's like oh oh now I gotta kill them so he kills mm-hmm. literally just all the Deparos and then uh I so I'm assuming he was going to kill Terry Joe too yeah because when he threw her the this is my rope theory he yeah. threw her the rope and said hold this to keep it attached so they could be on that boat for longer Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming he was not ready to fully leave, and he was just planning on whatever, if he was going to drown her or take her or yeah. whatever. But he was probably going to kill her, and then the boat started floating away, and he was like, uh, kill her or get on the boat, kill her, get on the boat. Yeah. And then he gets on the boat. Because, I mean, they're in the middle of the ocean. He figured she'd just drown. Yeah. He maybe could have rowed back. I don't know, but that's... That's my rope theory. Um, but yeah, they think he did it all for insurance money. Uh, 20,000 smackaroos in insurance money, which is 200... Voice crack, that's a lot of money. $200,000 in today money. Um, yeah. Which he had already gotten, I think, like 13000 in 1961 money for one of his boats, at least. So that's like 100 something thousand. Yeah, which I, I mean, I guess you'd have to buy the boat in the beginning, so you'd already yeah. down the money. Yeah, but yeah, he's done that twice, done the other one, so he's probably got, I mean, like close to four hundred thousand dollars of insurance money he's collected already from murdering his second wife and the other two boats, and he was going for maybe one last score onto the seventh wife. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, where where yeah. he would have stopped? Yeah. Um. So Terry Joe made a full recovery. Um, she, when she was thirteen, I think she changed her name from Terry to Terry, <laughs> from T E R R Y to T E R E. Little more feminine. Yeah, she's an adult Unique. now. She's an adult now. All right. Yes, I like it. Leave the old me behind in the ocean. I like it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she made a full recovery. I think she got married. Um, pretty sure she's still alive. And she ironically worked at the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources as a water management specialist. Yeah. Apparently the experience <laughs> at sea was not enough to just let, you know, she still liked water after that. I don't think I'd go near water too much. Yeah. I think I'd be over boats and I think people would understand why. <laughs> yeah. At least. I'm going to be the captain of the boat. Exactly. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be and really every, weird about And I know, exactly. <laughs> Nobody else touches the steering wheel. No, damn right. I know everybody else. Nobody boat, touches right? the mast, and especially yeah. not the row. Yeah, I see you going for the rowboat. The yeah. There's going to be some problems. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of mentioned this before, but a big reason I initially found out about this was from the movie Dead Calm. Which is one of Billy Zane's first movies. He uh, so basically the concept of that movie is Nicole Kidman is married to Sam Neill. So Nicole Kidman, everybody knows Sam Neill is one of the main guys in Jurassic Park, featuring Jeff Goldblum, the tie to Jeff Goldblum here. So they were married in the movie. Uh, she loses a son, and to like kind of escape uh, reality in the world. They are going on a long sailboat trip. So they come across a 
guy on a little rowboat in the middle of the ocean that starts coming towards them. And it is Billy Zane. And Billy Zane is coming from this other, this derelict boat. And he, you know, on this little rowboat, they can kind of see it in the distance. He comes over to them and he's, you know, he's freaking out. He's like, everybody on my boat died. We need to get out of here, that sort of thing. Uh, Sam Neill, while Billy Zane is kind of resting on his boat, Sam Neill goes over to the derelict boat that Billy Zane was initially on, checks out the boat and finds that uh, maybe the people didn't die of natural causes or botulism or whatever he said it was. (laughs) Maybe Billy Zane had something to do with their deaths. Oh, And so now they're stuck at sea with this guy who might be crazy. That sounds that sounds like a good movie. So it's yeah, wow. you know what? It's 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 very watchable. It's a little ridiculous. It's a little like you know late eighties, early nineties type of feel. Yeah, it, it needs a, a remake. Yeah, it needs <laughs> a remake. But so here's a couple things about that movie. Billy Zane looks amazing, hot. Billy Zane looks hot in that movie. Billy Zane <laughs> as hot him. as you think he's as hot or hotter than uh, Julian Harvey. Hotter than Julian Harvey. So obviously Billy Zane is loosely based on on that character. So here's some other weird facts of this. Nicole Kidman is 19 at the time of this being filmed. Sam Neill is 39. They're supposed to be married. There's a 20-year age gap, which is a little... Uh, Yeah, it's whatever. Julian Harvey's way more yoked than Billy Zane in this. Okay. Not accurate. Not accurate Billy Zane portrayal. Okay. Billy Zane, I think he is. But anyway, uh, then there's there's a... scene between Billy Zane and Nicole Kidman where he rips her clothes and that was not like stay that was not supposed to be at the film he just was like it just kind of happened as they were filming the scene and they ripped kind of like ripped off part of her pants or it might be rips her underwear or something and that's like that's stayed hot. in the movie that's but hot. it was like not initially part of what was <laughs> so Billy <laughs> so Billy Zane and Nicole Kidman they get it on in the movie well, we'll see. I'm not going to give away all the spoilers of this, but there is, there's definitely some, I will say there's some physical interaction between the two of them, Ooh. for sure. Okay, so that movie, Dead Calm, that was loosely loosely based on the story that we just heard. So that's when I was looking through the fun facts. When I saw Dead Calm recently, I saw the story, and I, you know that was one of the options we were looking at. So Terry, T-E-R-E, in 2010, came out with a book, Alone, Orphaned on the Ocean. And so that gives a more detailed version of what you just heard here. Yes, much probably much more detailed. Probably much more detailed. <laughs> <laughs> Since this wasn't that long. Uh, but if you want the full story, you can you can watch that and um or you probably read that for easier than watching the book. Just read the book. I would I would get the download, download an ebook. That's what you can yeah. do. Um, but yeah, Billy Zane. Love Billy Zane. Uh, I've met Billy Zane a few times, dude. Name dropping. Yeah. I yeah. get it. Um, I've uh, met Billy. I've met Nicole Kidman. And he has on his Twitter, or it's Instagram or Twitter. One of the, I think it's Instagram. If you look at his uh, bio, he says, uh, it says, not the mummy, because everybody thinks he looks like the guy, Emotep from the mummy. <laughs> it says, not the mummy and bad on boats, because some of his two most famous movies are Titanic and Dead Calm. Both bad situations on boats. So that's his Instagram bio. Jay, now that you've brought up the mummy. Yeah. Just this is a complete sidebar. I I just got to I just got to do a 
I got to mix it up here at the end. Who's our guy in the mummy? What's his Brandon name? Fraser. Brandon Fraser. Damn it. My mom sent me a video and it's Brendan yeah. Fraser saying Fraser, Fraser. Yeah. instead of I, Fraser. Yeah, no, I've known it's and been I was gonna because... I was gonna trick you. I was gonna yeah, but I, I was gonna right. trick you. The the reason I know that, and then we'll get the reason I know that is from the movie Dickie Roberts, uh, with with David Spade sees Brendan Fraser on the street. Brendan Fraser's playing himself, and he goes, uh, oh hey, Mr. Fraser, or something like that, and then Brendan Fraser corrects him and says Fraser, <laughs> and then David Spade goes, "Oh, Fraser, it is Fraser." <laughs> so they like talk about the pronunciation of his yeah. name in the movie Dickie Roberts. <laughs> so yeah. Um, anyway, there we go. That's our any other facts about this uh, this true crime thing here that you wanted to get out. Um, just if you meet a guy that's been married five times before, yeah, don't take out a life insurance policy. Yeah, don't, you know what? Stay don't away name, from his insurance. Don't name your spouse as your beneficiary to your life insurance policy yes. in any occasion. Okay. You got to pick enough. somebody else. An unbiased, yeah. Spouse murder each other. Spouses, they do it all the time. They just murder each yeah. other. Google it. You go to your, you get a life insurance policy and your spouse invites you to the Grand Canyon. Don't go. You're getting yeah. pushed. You're getting pushed <laughs> over the edge. Yeah. That, that's all my advice. Just be careful out there. Yeah, I would agree. Find uh, somebody that is not going to, you know, the friend you trust the most or like a family member, like maybe like, you know, a brother or a sister, if you have a sibling like that, that yeah. you, you know, that you care about the most or like a child. I mean, you could get a Menendez situation and, and the kids kill you, but it's more likely it's going to be your spouse. So find yeah. somebody that's that's not going to do that. When, when I was in the army, I had a million dollar life insurance policy mm-hmm. and I made my uh, younger brother He's seven yes. years younger than me. I made him the full beneficiary because nice. I thought it would be really funny if I did die. <laughs> <laughs> they found out there's a life insurance policy. It just goes oh my God. all to Nick. I just thought that would be <laughs> one <Nick>. last laugh. <laughs> yeah, he Nick, who's been on the show, would buy a very fancy uh, fishing boat. I feel he'd, like he'd buy a yeah, really cool. He'd have boat. a nice, nice charting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a nice fishing gear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, perfect. Well, there you go. Uh, people, if you like the show or you want to hear other ideas like this, we can try doing other versions of shows and things like that. Email the show at shubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have the show on YouTube if you want to watch it there, Shubstep Podcast on YouTube, and yep. then new episodes every Thursday. Share the episodes with a friend or friends, three friends. a spouse that you don't have a life insurance, life insurance policy with. Or donate half of it to us and we won't tell. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. If you want to put Chubset Podcast as a beneficiary, we're also fine with that. Yeah. You get a free subscription to Chubstep if you yes. write us as the beneficiary. Exactly. Exactly. And a Church of Four Pillars. Uh, I'll get you in. I'll get you in. Okay. A lot of people Perfect. have been getting blood. So, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. The show has ended. Be gone. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.